I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Troopers are accusing the agency of racial discrimination against employees of color. Also ahead. Maryland's governor says the FBI headquarters selection process is... Outrageous and disappointing. I'm John Doman. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. In the Pennsylvania Senate race, Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz met Tuesday night in a heated debate. CBS News chief election and campaign correspondent Robert Costa was there. Fetterman cast himself as someone who was independent but broadly supportive of the Biden agenda. Oz, who has the backing of former President Trump, said he would support a Trump run in 2024. But Oz also said he had his own politics and his own message. The debate aired on News Nation. Also Tuesday night on Spectrum News, New York One, New York Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul faced Republican challenger Representative Lee Zeldin in their only scheduled televised debate. Hochul criticized Zeldin's support for former President Trump. You've been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. And I would do it all over again when I did last year, that mandate for health care workers. Zeldin criticized Hochul over nursing home deaths during the pandemic. Why do you speak up with regards to the deadly nursing home order and cover up? Why aren't you looking into the transparency and accountability that these families of thousands of deceased New York families have? Why didn't you stick up for the people who weren't able to see their loved ones in their final hours and being denied. The 19-year-old man who opened fire at a St. Louis high school Monday morning, killing a student and a teacher, was armed with a rifle and more than 600 rounds of ammunition. More from CBS's Jeff Pegues. Police say the gunman was carrying an arsenal that could have caused much more damage and death. We know now that he had in his possession one uh, rifle, an AR-15 style rifle, a 223 caliber. He shot and killed the shooter in a handwritten note. He said he had no friends, no family, no girlfriend, and was isolated. A Russian court has denied Brittany Griner's appeal of her nine-year prison sentence for drug possession. More on that from CBS's Weijia Jiang. The WNBA star told a three-judge panel that her time behind bars has already taken a toll. This has been a very, very stressful and a very traumatic to my mental and psyche being away from my family. Griner will now be sent to a penal colony, a type of labor camp known for brutal conditions. The House January 6th Investigating Committee has been interviewing former close Trump aide Hope Hicks. Although Hicks didn't play a major role in the Trump administration's response to the insurrection, she was working in the White House at the time. The investigation is now winding down. This is CBS news liberty mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need visit libertymutual.com to learn more 303 wednesday morning october 26 2022 57 in the nation's capital spotty drizzle this morning always only in the upper 50s Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. Top local stories are following at this hour. There is some potentially good news this morning for Metro riders. News that could lead to less crowded trains and 
riding the rails to catch your holiday flight at Dulles. WTOP's Mike Marillo with the story. The Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission has okayed Metro's plan to return 7,000 series cars back to service. This comes after the cars were removed due to the risk of wheels moving on the axle. Metro says gradually returning all the cars to the tracks will help alleviate overcrowding on trains and allow Metro to set a before Thanksgiving opening date for the Silver Lines Phase 2 since more cars are needed to start that service. But Commission spokesperson Max Smith says Metro has more steps to take before the opening of the new leg is okayed. Metro has to carry out its safety certification uh, and then the WMSC has to concur and then Metro sets an opening date. Um, that's entirely separate from this 7000 series return to service plan. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. From the rails to the roads and speed limits on five roads being reduced in Alexandria. Those five roads are notable for more than 500 crashes, some of them deadly. WTOP's Dick Giuliano tells us more. The city is dropping the speed limit on North Beauregard Street from 35 to 25 miles an hour. It's also dropping to 25 on West Braddock Road between North Beauregard and Quaker Lane. Speed limits in school zones on both roads and on North Howard Street and on Seminary Road are going from 25 to 15 miles an hour. King Street from Radford to Quincy is getting a new 15 mile per hour school zone limit. Alexandria says there have been 20 fatal or severe crashes on these roads with more than 250 people injured since 2015. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. It's 3.05. Three Maryland State Police troopers are accusing their department of racial discrimination. They're seeking a class action lawsuit on behalf of employees of color. The department is already under investigation by the federal Department of Justice. This new complaint says Maryland State Police has a long-standing pattern of discrimination through disparate discipline, retaliation against officers making complaints, and the denial of promotions. State police say they can't discuss legal action, but says significant actions have been taken and are continuing to address even the perception of racism or unfair treatment of any kind. It's 3.06. Last month, in a rare move, the federal government announced the scoring system it would use to determine where the new headquarters for the FBI will be built. The finalists are Springfield in Virginia and Landover and Greenbelt in Maryland. Leaders from the state of Maryland were stunned by what they saw and are now starting to speak out with the decision possible at any time. It's outrageous and disappointing. In comments made exclusively to WTOP, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says the factors state leaders had been told were important suddenly changed. For years, security features, access to transit, and cost were said to be the most important factors. But in a rare move, GSA revealed the scoring system that'll be used. Somehow, someone threw a monkey wrench into it and... Uh, and changed it completely. In proximity to other offices suddenly far outweighed everything else. Which was not even on the previous score. Members of the state's congressional delegation are also pointing to the president's executive order urging the federal government to advance equity. I think it'll still end up in Maryland. John Dome in WTOP News. The Blues Alley Jazz Club in Georgetown was evacuated Tuesday evening because of fire. DC Fire and EMS say they got the call for a fire inside the venue just before 630. Spokesperson Jennifer Donlin says the blaze started on the second floor. There was heavy smoke throughout the building. Um, the area on the second floor where the fire was in the ceiling, technically between the ceiling and the roof, that was on the second floor above the stage. The fire was extinguished quickly. Nobody was injured. Musician Owen Broder says he and his bandmates were set to play at the venue before the fire started. We came in. We had a nice sound check. The band, and sound, band was sounding good. The three of us, Ben and Dan and I, went for a walk, and when we came back, Around 6.30, the building had already been evacuated. You could see smoke coming from 
the top of the building. The cause of that fire still under investigation. Traffic and weather ahead, and then could foreign powers be at work interfering in next month's midterm elections? It's 307. With a siloed approach to security, agencies often find they're unable to handle the changing nature of today's threat environment. To keep pace with dynamic attacks and ensure greater peace of mind, agencies are on the lookout for more centralized visibility and quick resolution of their security issues. Trellix is at the forefront of the XDR revolution, pioneering a brand new way to bring detection, response, and remediation together in a single living security solution. Learn more about XDR. Visit Trellix.com. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best results. We work in sync to make sure your heart beats in regular rhythm. Schedule your AFib consult today at anova.org slash heartbeat. It's 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's get to right to Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ian. And it's basically your usual suspects here this early, early morning. We'll start off on the inner loop of the Beltway. Now, looks like we I don't want to count my chickens just yet, but as of now, between Gallows Road and Route 50, you only have a single right lane getting by the work zone. Now, the biggest reason that they were shutting down traffic temporarily throughout the night, they stopped it three times for approximately 15 minutes at a time. Uh, it was for the overhead sign work. They were hanging up some signs, moving things around, etc. Can't do that while cars are on the roads, of course, but... It does seem like they did move that crane out of the roadway, so hopefully this work zone is in the beginning stages of wrapping up. For now, between Gallows Road and 50, a single right lane is what's getting you by. 66, talk about your usual suspects, right? Uh, between 28 and Route 50, a single lane gets by along the right-hand side of the roadway. Then that single lane is forced to use the Fairfax County Parkway's access road to continue eastbound. In other words, 66 is technically closed at the Fairfax County Parkway, but you use that uh, exit ramp to continue back on to 66. Outer loop of the Beltway. From the American Legion Bridge down towards the Dulles Toll Road, single left lane is all that's getting by right now. Southbound I-270. As you make your way past 28, looks like we may have an accident seen through that area very slow all of a sudden, just before getting down towards Montrose Road. So watch out for any issues there. Jiffy Loop Service Centers keep you moving. From oil changes and tire rotations to filters and wipers to a full range of services, visit JiffyLubeDC.com for a location near you. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer with this forecast for the middle of the week. Storm Team 4 tracking the chance for some fog around the area, so give yourself a little bit of extra time out there on your Wednesday morning. Temperatures rebounding nicely, upper 60s to low 70s as the cold front moves in. That will give us a chance for some shower activity as well, although not expecting a whole lot of rain. On Thursday, sunshine, rather breezy, a high of 66. Friday looking good, but cool. Highs only in the 50s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. It is 59 in Hyattsville, 59 in Fredericksburg, 59 on the Eastern Shore in Eastern Maryland. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It is 3:11. We are less than two weeks from the midterm election, and with so much debate about domestic election integrity, it's easy to forget that foreign nations are also trying to interfere, as they did in 2020. And 2016. CBS News Senior Investigative Correspondent Catherine Harridge joined Sean and Hillary on Skype with more. This is a recent intelligence note from the Department of Homeland Security, and it assesses that Chinese 
government affiliate actors are seeking to influence the outcome of the midterm elections by specifically undermining candidates who they see as being very negative in their posture towards Beijing or who may have taken actions against the Chinese Communist Party in the past. So has China been much more active since 2020, Catherine? It's a complex picture, but in simple terms, the difference between the last election cycle and this election cycle is that last time uh, Chinese government affiliates were gathering information about voters, voter intentions, and candidates in order to inform Beijing's policy decisions. And now they're seeing evidence that Beijing is trying to actually influence the outcome of races by undermining specific candidates with influence operations. And what is the ultimate objective of countries like China and maybe more broadly Russia or Iran? The objective here is to create a lot of doubt about the integrity of the democratic process and our systems in general, because they want to see us be divided and to essentially damage our own systems in a way that they're not able to do from the outside. So it's much bigger than just preferring one candidate or one party over another. It's really about the degradation of the democratic process and our democratic institutions. And how concerned are officials here that they'll be successful? I don't, I don't want to speculate. I, I think one of the, the pluses since the last election cycle is that the, the visibility and the awareness of the average voter is just much higher. So you have to be your own sort of fact checker in many respects. If you come across information, especially information that feel, makes you feel very emotional, that can be one of the telltale signs that you're dealing with something that's, uh, you know, part of an influence operation. CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge. She was known as D.C.'s hat lady. Now there's word that Vanilla Bean has died at the age of 103. She opened her first hat store more than 40 years ago in D.C.'s Manor Park. That's when she began the road to legendhood by making hats for some of the country's most prominent black women, including writer Maya Angelou and civil rights great Dorothy Height. Mayor Muriel Bowser says Bean embodied black excellence and she will miss her beautiful soul and the beauty that she brought to the world. Rob Woodfork with Sports Next. It's 314. In 1922, 100 years ago, the Rotary Club of Washington, D.C. formed a foundation to own and operate a bus for the purpose of giving recreation and health to the poor, needy, and disabled children and adults in the city. The wheels on that bus stopped turning long ago, but the foundation has continued its tradition of service to the local area with a variety of financial grants. And this year, the Rotary Foundation of Washington, D.C. will also reward a single Washington nonprofit with a larger grant as a statement of pride in its centennial of service and its commitment to a better future for our community. Applications are being accepted now for a special centennial grant of $100,000 for a project to help D.C. mothers, children, or education for an award in November. The D.C. Rotary Foundation looks forward to another century of service. To learn more about the D.C. Rotary Foundation and the special centennial grant, visit RotaryClubDC.org. That's RotaryClubDC.org. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, the update from Rob Woodfork. The Wizards pummeled the Pistons 120-99 at Capital One Arena. Their 15th straight home victory over Detroit, led by Michigan native Kyle Kuzma's game-high 25 points. 
With Bradley Beal's sideline half the game by back tightness, Coach Wes Unsell Jr. It's always tough. You go stretch without Brad. He's able to come back into the game and kind of gave us some life. The changing defenses throughout last season gave us a lot of problems, but we handled it a little better tonight. So there's growth, you know, in that area. But overall, I think finding a way to play as close to 48 minutes as possible is big for us. It's not always going to go perfect, but we were able to weather the storm and, and kind of separate there, there in the third and obviously in the fourth. Even with a few lapses, the Wizards outscored the Pistons in each of the four quarters. Beal returned to score 11 of his 13 points in the second half. And fortunately, there's time for him to get that back right as the Wizards are off until Friday. Washington Spirit fans think Ashley Sanchez and Karina Rodriguez only met in college before teaming up in D.C., but Karina told WTOP in reality, they've been friends since the age of 12. We joke about it because even before that, we knew of each other because we were both from the same SoCal area. And so playing against each other, it's always like, I don't want to play against her. She's really good and vice versa. So it's just crazy to see how our friendship has progressed and to play through basically every level that you could play through. See the full interview and read Jose Umania's Latino History Month story on WTOP.com. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following this morning on WTOP. There is a new plan to gradually bring back all of Metro Rail's 7,000 series rail cars in the coming weeks. But those cars will have to go through rigorous safety inspections. And there are questions about whether Metro currently has the staff to do that. Officials say there's a chance the Silver Line expansion to Dulles and beyond could be opened by Thanksgiving with those rail lines, those, those rail cars coming back online. A spirited debate in Pennsylvania Tuesday in a race key to control of the U.S. Senate. Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and Republican Met Matt Oz agreed to use closed captioning to ensure Fetterman could follow the questions he's recovering from a stroke he suffered in May. The 19-year-old gunman who killed two people and wounded several others at his former high school graduated last year. He came back yesterday, or check that, on Monday, with an AR-15-style rifle, more than 600 rounds of ammunition, and more than a dozen high-capacity magazines. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It's 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s and right back to Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Ian. Interloop of the Beltway so far is still a little bit slow there as you make way past Gallows Road. On your approach towards Route 50, single right lane gets you by the work crew. Uh, still have the express lanes closed so far this early morning. Morning, You cannot use the express lanes uh, through the inner loop all of the Beltway. Eastbound side of 66 between 28 and the Fairfax County Parkway. Single lane gets you by there. 28, the ramp that was blocked with the work zone onto 66 east has cleared up looks like you have all lanes available to you once again you should be fine there of course just a single lane gets you by between 28 and the fairfax county parkway and you're forced to use the access road to get past that i-95 southbound past 123 single left lane gets you by that work zone any work crews we had on 395 south of duke street have cleared not seeing them blocking any lanes there any longer Southeast Southwest Freeway has been quiet so far this morning. No issues between the 14th Street Bridge all the way over towards 295. DC 295 northbound past Pennsylvania Avenue looks good. Southbound side from uh, 50 all the way down towards the 11th Street Bridge. The uh, ramp to downtown looking pretty good as well. Eastbound side of 50 past Kenilworth Avenue. Left lane blocked with a work crew. The interloop at the Beltway after the 
BW Parkway, there was a crash, but it has been taken care of. Outer loop of the Beltway, there's a work zone blocking the left lane after the BW Parkway, but it's not going to slow you down any. Southbound I-95, got a little bit of a work zone as you make your way past Shady Grove Road. At least one lane is blocked there. Little slowdown, nothing too serious. Westbound side of I-70, as you approach exit 83 Marriottsville Road, going to have a right lane blocked for that work zone. Carlos Ramirez, WTOB Traffic. Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron with a forecast. We're tracking some low clouds, fog, and some mist and drizzle across our area. That's going to be the case right on through the early morning hours on our Wednesday. Now, we will see a chance for shower activity as the cold front moves our direction. Uh, those showers, not going to see anything too heavy, and most of the area is actually on the drier side of things, but we do have that chance of showers, so good idea to keep the umbrella handy just in case. Highs in the upper 60s to low 70s. Behind that system, we'll see sunshine. High of 66 on Thursday, only in the upper 50s for Friday. Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Arlington, 59 degrees. It's 58 in Gaithersburg, 57 in Lanham. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Just ahead on WTLP. Controversial roadmap for Montgomery County's future development gets approved. I'm Kate Ryan. 320. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school. But I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The average home sells for over the asking price, and with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one. Orchard can make you a guaranteed cash offer for your home. Next, Orchard handles the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Win number two. Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home, when it sells for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. Get a no-cost, no-obligation offer at Orchard.com. Orchard.com. Moments. They surround us, intersecting every day, every instant. Moments that can change us forever. In a region where news is never ending, a singular sound defines our moments. A constant signal delivering the top news right at your fingertips when you need it most. For better, for worse, always connected. Our legacy is the future and we'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. This is WTOP News. It's 322. A senior official in D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's administration has been fired. Brian Hum could also be facing an ethics investigation. He was the interim director of the Mayor's Office of Policy and Legislative Affairs. DCS reports Hum failed to recuse himself from matters relating to a large city contract that involved a health insurance company he had accepted a job with. The firing was first reported by Washington City paper writer and veteran journalist and analyst Tom Sherwood. A plan that will shape Montgomery County's development for decades gets... Given the green light, we get the details from WTOP's Kate Ryan. While the Montgomery County Council vote on the plan known as Thrive 2050 was unanimous, it was clear opponents were not pleased when Council President Gabe Albornoz announced the vote. Thank you all very much. We move on to the next item on the agenda, which is Legislative Day number 30.
Dozens of residents who attended the meeting to voice their opposition are not alone. Montgomery County Executive Mark Elrich opposes passing the plan, saying more work is needed. Councilmember Sidney Katz said he initially opposed the plan but was persuaded it's a starting point. This is not a perfect plan, nor will any plan ever be perfect, especially a 30-year plan. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 323, demand for data centers in Northern Virginia brings money. Can also bring controversy. Northern Virginia is the data center capital of the world, the largest market in the world by three times. Rob Factor with commercial real estate services and investment firm CBRE says Loudoun and recently Prince William counties get big tax revenue without much stress on county services. You're not stressing growth in your schools. You're not taxing your police and fire departments. But he says local counties do have to work with developers and neighborhoods to take care of noise and aesthetic concerns. He likens it to when AT&T was stringing telephone poles and homeowners suddenly had a pole outside their picture window. We have a modern-day version of that. Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. The Biden administration is looking at other areas for student debt relief, student debt relief I should say. While the legal battle over its broader loan forgiveness plays out in appeals court, more from CBS's Elise Preston in New York. New changes will simplify the public service loan forgiveness program, helping teachers, public defenders, and other public sector workers with their student debt. The program, known as PSLF, started in 2007, but red tape and restrictions have denied relief to many borrowers. Last year, the government announced temporary changes that allowed 236,000 people to have more than $14 billion in student loans forgiven. But those changes expire next Monday, the 31st, and the government is encouraging qualifying public service workers to apply before then. Check your cabinet where you keep the cleaning supplies. Clorox is recalling some products potentially contaminated with bacteria. Clorox says it has recalled its scented multi-surface cleaners and all-purpose cleaners. The cleaners may contain bacteria that could cause serious illness in people with compromised immune systems. The recall doesn't include its iconic original pine-scented pine sol, which is its only product registered as a disinfectant. Infectant. The recall also includes scented Clorox Pro Pine Sol all-purpose cleaners and Clorox Professional Pine Sol Lemon Fresh Cleaners. The recall affects products produced between January 2021 and September 2022. Consumers should take pictures of the 12-digit UPC code and the date code, throw the product in its container in the trash, and contact the company for a refund. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Money News at 25 and 55 with Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow gained 337 points Tuesday. That was 1%. Pulte Homes says 24% of its buyers last quarter canceled their contracts. General Motors topped estimates with record revenue on strong sales of expensive trucks and SUVs. Another downtown D.C. office building is being converted to apartments. This one, an historic 1920s building on McPherson Square. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Dow futures trailing 82 points. S&P futures down 34. NASDAQ futures off 203 points. Just ahead on WTOP after traffic and weather. A key state where early voting is at record levels ahead of the midterms. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. Also ahead. Struggling on who to vote for? A new website launched by local students can help. I'm Luke Lukert. 327. 
Because of the new car shortage, car buyers are paying over sticker price for new cars. Not if Fitzgerald Subaru in Gaithersburg and